we're all protecting you. We have, we have all protected, protected you. you. About my marriage? About what you told us about your marriage. With the mostest? We you told us. I don't ever bring you guys around me like Let me tell you something. the only thing. If I want to see that, what a road is. I'm not really sure what I've done to you, Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Hot and Bravo podcast, part of the Buttered Pop Network. It's Eddie Estrada here with my co-host. Matthew, how you doing, Eddie? We are at the end of 2021. We are. That is bizarre. (laughs) It's very weird. It's very strange to think that we're at the very end of this year. It's been a long year, and we're sorry for missing last week. I started a new job, of course. Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. I started a new job, so my schedule's been a little bit hectic. So we apologize. But in the new year, we got to finish it out of 2021. We're starting the new year strong next year. We'll have episodes every week. Absolutely. Well, and, you know, we contemplated maybe taking December off entirely and coming back in the new year. But so much good stuff is happening right now that we can't ignore it. We can't. We We need to discuss. So first, before we get into the shows for this week, we need to talk about... Two things on Peacock. Oh, absolutely. The first is Miami launched today. Well, yesterday, if you're listening to this when it comes out. Yeah. But we haven't watched the first two new episodes of Miami. But I showed you just one, well, two, basically a two-parter episode from Miami. Right. So, folks, Miami is the only franchise that I never dip my toe into. I did a deep dive into every other franchise except Miami. Knowing that it was coming back, I felt it was my obligation, my duty to just get a little taste. And I asked Eddie what to show me. And you showed me the two-part brawl episode. It was like the bar brawl. Season three or two? I believe it was season. What a fucking feast. I don't understand how that show ever got canceled. I'm so glad it's back. I cannot wait to watch this new season. For those wondering, it's Lisa's lingerie party for breast cancer. If you remember that episode where she throws this lingerie party benefit for breast cancer awareness and someone gets pushed in a pool. Adriana like basically punches Joanna Krupa in the hallway. Insane. And then pushes her and then she's like, you bitch, you bitch. Like it's. Unreal. Like within the, in the course of what a two-hour event, it there were three or four fights. Yeah, it's. I'm very excited for Miami to come back. The new girl, if you've seen the trailer, she's like a doctor. She's young, feisty. She well, looks like she's Pippen be trouble. back, right? Because she was only in season one. She correct? was only in season one, but yeah, and they're gonna call her out for trying to be a Kim K wannabe. I I think it's gonna be Miami's gonna be great. So I'm excited to get onto it. We're not going to talk about it this episode, but maybe next week we'll start. Well, no, I mean the new or year, not the new year, because we won't be on next week. Yeah, because well, next week's Christmas, and the week after that's New Year's. So we've got know. we've got a second to, before you guys will get us back. But I'm very excited for that, and we did finish the other Peacock show, which Ult- was Ultimate, Ultimate Girls, Girls Trip. Trip. And you know, it's so funny. I wasn't sure how it was going to go. Winter, the 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 very abbreviated season of Winter House, and how that was sort of. Um, lackluster for me personally i just got worried that ultimate girls trip would would be the same absolutely not it was jam-packed with drama everyone was fabulous i never thought that i would ever say that i like kenya ever and i really so happy that you're on team kenya oh my god i am and i hope that she goes further in this direction because she's just a much better person this way and i think she i think she will i think she's really learned a lot from her divorce and 
her daughter mm-hmm. and just interacting, especially with these other housewives. I think Ramona is done. I truly think this was the end I of Ramona. Think that New- I think that the producers of New York, and uh, um, if they haven't already done so, need to seriously find a way to get rid of Ramona and start with a new group. I think there are so many wonderful ladies in the past that you could bring back that would totally make up for what Ramona um, brings to the show. Because I understand we let Ramona's bad behavior go on for a long time because she was good TV, but it's now reached a point where it's just horrible. And like, you just can't have someone like that on the show anymore. You get to a point where you've re- you've passed the point of no return. Ramona. Yeah. It's like now, too question much. for you. Do you think the producers decided to let Cynthia Bailey go after ultimate girls trip? Cause if Ooh. I'm a producer and I watched ultimate girls trip, I would go, you know what? I think Cynthia needs to, I think Cynthia's time is up. I think that she's not up for this anymore and i think that she need, it's time for her to, to gracefully exit so because uh, i love cynthia but i i it, when i'm watching this i was like you know what i think it's cynthia's time so i i think it's there's two ways i i don't want to say it's either way because like you said it could be she had a really poor performance on this season of ultimate girls trip and they were like okay yeah atlanta she's not coming back like this is just not going to work out for us but on the flip side she could have found out that she wasn't coming back to Atlanta and then just had a poor season ultimate girls <laughs> trip because trying. she's like, I'm not coming back. And all these bitches who are just like throwing fits <laughs> and are nothing and are hanging out with Kenya. They're, they're all getting to come back and I'm, I'm left in the lurch. Oh, yeah, maybe she was sort of thinking like, Oh, is Kenya like kind of ghosting me because I'm not on the show anymore? Like, that is, could be it. Yeah. Is that what this is going to, is this is our friendship now? Like, I don't know. Just, it, it occurred to me when we watched the episodes a couple weeks ago. Well, that- I'm more excited for season two and the Berkshires with all the ex-housewives. We've got Brandy, Dorinda, Vicky, Tamara. I'm just, I, I'm beside myself with how we, excited we, I am. You know, I just, I remember how excited we were about the cast for the Ultimate Girls Trip. I, 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 thought, I thought, how could they top this? How could they get any better? And I think Bluestone Manor, if, if that house ends up burning down at the end of it, I won't be surprised. <laughs> Given if Brandy lights a lights a match and sets fire to that place, I would not be surprised. Well, then you have the Kindle in there already. Tamara and Vicky, those two. I mean, you know that Vicky and Dorinda allegedly got into a fight over vaccines, which does not surprise me whatsoever. And God bless it. God yeah, I'm, bless ready it. I'm ready to. I'm ready, I'm ready to, see, to it. see it. So Ultimate Girls Trip was great. I'm excited for them to keep doing little iterations of this. You know. From now on, yes. start bringing in other franchises because Potomac and Salt Lake weren't available mm-hmm. for these first two because they were filming. And Miami's now back. So now we're going to get some really cool groups together. I'm stoked. I'm, I'm ready. I am too. I want a kids trip too. I mean, they have, remember they had that kids watch what happens live. No, you do not. I think with Gia and then you've got, you know, Sheree's son who's really but hot. But they would have, for me, Brielle. they would have to be the adult children. Like the 21 year No, no, no. That's what I'm saying. I'm, that's what I'm saying. Do like a summer house situation but with the housewives' kids that are all of age, like twenty-one and over, <laughs> that is a peacock. I know show peacock, if there ever was. If you're one. listening, ultimate kids trip. Jesus Christ. Okay, so we have. What could you imagine them putting like Emily and Shane's like small children in the household with like <laughs> the summer summer moon? That's why I wanted to specify. Like we're not gonna ship off <laughs> summer moon and ocean. And ocean are just like just send them with the their mean, nannies. The mean girls like, of the house. And Gia like has to take care of all of them. It's great. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Stupid. <laughs> so we to wrap up this year, we have Salt Lake, we have EPR, we have OC. Which honestly, like honestly it was just was, the right amount of Bravo. It was a for great week. week. Yeah. It was perfect for me because I, I like I said, I had a lot going on. So it was nice just to have 
three of my favorite shows, honestly, right now on in the Bravoverse just happening because Salt Lake's delivering, VPR is delivering, and OC is delivering. Thank so God I'm OC is delivering. Happy too. on all all cylinders are firing with Bravo. So let's start with Salt Lake. Okay. So Salt Lake, if you got a phone call from a blocked number and your friend had just been arrested, would you answer the call? Yeah. I would because I, my first, my first instinct would be, oh, this is probably Jen. Yeah. And I would, I would answer it. I would talk to her. I, I really do appreciate where Heather is coming from. Yeah. I I understand where she's coming from. She has that kind of heart where she's like, yes, there are some things in this world that are unforgivable, but otherwise like trying to find the forgiveness and trying to, trying to find a way to. Um, help this person towards like a better path. Like I, I get that, and I love Heather, and her heart's mm-hmm. great. But then if I sat down with Jen, and Jen started claiming innocence and not acknowledging what she's been alleged of doing to all of these people, putting it all on her business partner, and going as far as to say that we're not partners, like I barely even yeah, know him. Yeah, that's weird. It what I, if I were Heather, I'd be like, ah, see, which is why I think Lisa is playing the right game right now. I mean, yeah, she's, she screened the call, which I would have done. I would have been like, I need to figure out who this is first before I answer it. Even if, I mean, if it was you in jail, yeah. But if it was like a Jen Shaw <laughs> kind of friend to me, then absolutely not. But no, Lisa doesn't really care about Jen no, at the end of the day. No, so that's why she didn't answer the phone. Well, and she doesn't, but like at the end of the day, like my thing is, is Heather is so kind and she is leading with kindness. But at the end of the day, I think it is going to bite her in the butt. I because agree. I agree. You, you have to toe this line of just having a little bit of discretion with this because we don't know what Jen really has done. We don't know the truth. You're only getting her side, which as a friend you should listen to. But the moment she started lying and saying that her and Stu weren't really ever business partners when Literally all she talked about for the last two seasons, and I'm sure they've known her for much longer. Stu's been her right hand, my best friend. In the he's world. my yes. They've shared everything. There's no way that he could have gone behind her back and done this. And now in real time, he's the one talking. He's the one setting up. Well, he just—he's pleading guilty. Yeah, and he's talking and he's delivering. Like he's owning his shit. I mean, it would appear. So yeah, her story doesn't hold water. And I also thought it was really gross. Um, I hate that they keep showing the footage of the police storming oh my God, Jen's no, no, house. I hate it, I hate it, it really it, bothers it, me, it. and I think that's gross. At the same time, Jen trying to use that to deflect from her is even worse. Yeah. Jen, the reason why your husband and your children are in that position is because of you. you. Exactly. At the it's end your of the fault. day. It's no one else's it's, fault It's horrible, you. and like I really need, think Bravo needs to stop showing that. At the same time, Jen, you're the reason why this is happening. 100%. You need to own it. And for her to sit there and talk to Sharif and cry and be like, your I can't believe Your family's not supporting me. No like, one's here for me. And he's like, everyone loves you. Everyone Wake loves up. you. Wake up. Like, what are you talking about? Like, the fact that we're all still here the fact that i haven't divorced you exactly yet, the fact that your kids are still talking to you is a miracle so like stop with the tears and stop it the sharif's patience is out of this world i mean he i mean i don't know why he puts up with everything i'm sure he truly loves her i'm sure that they're they have some deep bond i think there. she's changed dramatically since her father died and i yes. think she's gone down a very dark path i think you're right because Right after her father died, the show basically happened, and she's been kind of turned into this whole like whirlwind of a, a a television scandal. Not only that, but just like this life, 
and it can totally change you. It can t- I mean, just look at Greg on Succession. He's been with that family for how many years, and he's a completely uh, different person. Hundred percent. Oh well, did we talk about the Shaw Shocker? Oh, the housewife and the Shaw Shocker. We talked about it. Um, it was not good. Well, it to me it was a little bit better than the Erica Jane one, just because they were able to kind of go more into legally what's at what's stake happening. for Stu okay. and Jen. But the fact that Jen has tried to use it to get her case dismissed is hysterical. And I recommend people watching it just to get more background on what exactly they have been up to in terms of, you know, stealing people's money and fraud and Yeah, just understanding stuff. the situation. I just it. now I think I like I think it. I liked Housewife and the Hustler a little bit well, more though. That one of course is a, is more juicy. But that one I remember when we watched that that was a good time. All right, but Moving from Jen, I mean, the Jen Shaw drama is going to keep happening, but we also need to talk about Mary. But before we get into Mary and Whitney and that whole situation with the phone call, Mary's house. Holy cremoli. That girl came in to like just do a session of let's take a look at your home. And a see consultation. If we can yeah. And she was like, oh, she's like, there's a lot of stuff here. I truly think Mary is a hoarder. I think she puts an emotional attachment to everything in that home. And everything is like, it's just, she can't let go of anything. Agreed. To me, it all makes sense. It does. It all clicks into place. She is who she is. She's completely out of her mind. And I think it's because she endured a lot of emotional, mental, maybe even physical abuse when she was a kid from Mm -hmm. her mother, her grandmother, her grandfather, now her husband. (laughs) I think she is literally the epitome of mental health catastrophe yeah and the hoarding thing it horrified me but also did not surprise me in the least yeah because you're like her purses are her her purses her clothes are her friends yeah (laughs) she just sits in that room she sits in that closet and just like sits with her things all day and she's like oh my little purse how are you doing today yeah but i mean whitney having a phone call with cameron for three Hours. Also, I love how she got the number from Angie. I'm, we need some more Angie back on I know. Our screen. Come I on, bring her, her back, y'all. She was great. She came out firing all cylinders at the top of the season. But, like, Mary really chose the wrong one because Whitney, bless her soul, when she gets on something, she gets on something. Earlier this oh, season. Oh, like a dog with a bone. 100%. It was Lisa. She could not get over the whole Lisa thing. And guess what? The new bone came. It's Mary and the Colt and Cameron, and she is on that like a dog like you said like she she is kind of the one fueling the drama for this season I like to think because even though she's not I I the bad person she's the one that's like well I'm just gonna pull everything up to the table and set it there and then you guys can all figure out what's going Which on I appreciate because I think she's just tired of everyone yes. being full of shit yes and everyone having a different story so I think she's like no 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 I'm going to pour all this garbage out on the table and we're all going to sit through this together and it's going to be gross, but we're going to get through it and we're going to enjoy it. But do you know what she does need to get rid of? The Iris and Bow everything? Because if she's wild rose beauty, why does she have all this pride? I love her, but yeah. I mean, I, I can't believe no one, I mean, maybe someone did and she's like, forget it. We're just going to use them anyway. But where was the person to say, sweetheart, we can't put any of this out. No, that's the thing. It's like, why would you put an old brands? That's like branding one hundred and one. <laughs> I mean, it's you. If you it, worst comes to worst, you get stickers, you get pins, you get like two or three shirts made. You don't need to get like a five hundred. 
piece order. No. You just need to get a little bit just to get the brand out there for camera. You could go silkscreen a shirt in like a day. Yeah. If you knew you were filming tomorrow and you didn't have anything, go and find a location. Buy one yourself. Figure it out. I have gotten shirts printed for friends. It's so easy. Just well, like think about it, Whitney. Just think. And when you know that you've spent all of your money. All of your money. Savings. You, you can't make mistakes like that. You gotta be on top of it. I think her husband is just like I. I, I don't know what you're doing. When she asked for the oh. million dollar help with the million dollar loan, she was like, "If I don't, get, if I don't get this money, like, you're gonna have to co-sign with me." And he was like, "Uh, well, and it I was wild for him to, you know, he he was honest. He's like, listen, like, let's not pretend I'm older than you. Yeah, and we don't know what's gonna happen in the future. And I don't want to be in a position where I go, I disappear." And you don't have anything. And like our kid, you and our kids aren't taken care of. And that's what I, you know, and God, I just, I love him. I think he's a great guy. so great. I mean, I can see why Whitney was just like, I Smitten need to be with him. 100%. He's just such a good man. But that's a very valid point, And I think it spooked her a little bit. So I'm hoping that when the reunion rolls around, she'll say, Wild Rose is doing great. Like we are, we're thriving. I mean, come on. If Robin's hat business can thrive, so can Whitney's makeup. Uh, thrive is a very like loose term with these housewives. I wouldn't say that. No, I think they do really well with their niche like products well robin did robin's business is booming i'm sorry i just i i'm the worst at buying these products i need to get a candle well, i always wanted to get a brooks marks tracksuit just to just to say that i tried it <laughs> if i ever see i know that I, know, closet, I know i know you i know, know i'm <laughs> gonna it's gonna be burnt <laughs> like i'm sorry you paid 70 dollars for a sweatsuit but like i mean it's probably more than that because he what does the milk cost? Five bucks? That's who Brooks Marks is. <laughs> I'm sorry. The only other thing that really came up this week was we're really starting to see even more the deterioration of Lisa and Meredith's friendship. Oh, they're done. When Meredith tried to be like, we're all at fault here and we've all done and said shit and we all need to take accountability. And Lisa's like, no, no, we don't. Not me. It's just, <laughs> I, Meredith is just like, okay, well, all right. She just kept rolling her eyes and being like, okay. If you don't think you're the problem, that's fine. You know, it wasn't Meredith wasn't singling her out. She was just saying, you know, we've all done stuff. We've all done stuff and none of us is, you know, innocent. And I think that they're, I believe next week they have an even bigger fight. No, it seems like next week they're going to Which, by the up. way, it is, it is a supersized episode this Sunday. I, be, I, I don't know if that's because they're not going to have one next week because next weekend is Christmas weekend. Um, but it's a supposedly a supersized episode. So if, if that's another 90 minute episode, I'm, I'm here for it. All right. You know, you heard it here first. I didn't even know they were doing that, but <laughs> well, some of us are keeping uh, tabs. I've been busy. <laughs> I've been to jail. I've been, <laughs> I just want to go home. Not. Just making the, I've been busy. I've been to jail. It's when Luann's coming home. From- <gasps> oh yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 Oh my God. I was like, I've wait, what? Been to jail. I was like, what are you quoting? I've never even been drunk tanked. Shockingly enough. Um, speaking of drunk tanked, let's move to VPR. <laughs> oh, are you referring to Madcap? No, just no. Like or Ariana falling down. Well, no, a drunk tank is like when you're too drunk at like an event and they have to like, the police have to put you away for a second. Oh, okay, and so, so I was just saying in general, VPR, Vanderpump Rules is a drunk tank <laughs> where we've just put all of the alcoholics in the West Hollywood area into a show. hundred percent. hundred percent. Well, and I don't know if we've talked about it since it happened, I'm just going to talk about it oh again. Oh my gosh. But James and Raquel announced either during or shortly after the reunion film that they would be breaking up and that they would not be getting engaged anymore and they would not be getting married. Which is wild to me because all they're talking about is like, oh, our engagement party, we need to celebrate with our families. That's We're going to spend like $10,000 right on now. this event. And 
I don't, I think I said this on the pod. I want to say it again because I feel like the pieces are moving in that direction. You are. I, you're so right. I swear to God, when Lala announced that she and Randall were separating because he cheated on her, I said, do we think there's a world where Lala and James will reunite and maybe get together? And we thought maybe. And the fact that James and Raquel are not together anymore just further supports my theory that I think in a year or two, especially if James is going fully sober now, I could totally see them falling in love. They are uh, oddly right for each other. They're, I mean, I they are. They, they've been, I mean, as much as they've been at each other's throats, they've been best friends since, like, the show started. They were two peas in a pod. Mm-hmm. They both come from the same cloth. Like, let's be real. And honestly, like, I do think that Lala has taken her sobriety very seriously. It's honestly very inspirational. And so I think that James kind of sees that as well and really looks up to her. And he's kind of telling her about the man he has in his life, his father's friend who also helps him. Mm -hmm. And I think her supporting him and him being supported by her is really what's going to kind of knock this into overdrive and have them end up together. I I know. I think you're right. I think you're right. I think it could happen. Gosh, this episode made me very mad, I have to say, because as each week goes on, I start to lose my love and affection for Tom Sandoval. Yeah. Over and over and over again. I, But not before I bought t- <laughs> we bought tickets to go see Tom <laughs> Sandoval in the most extras in New York City. Which we are very excited about. And I will admit, I think he sounds phenomenal. He's I think, great. I think that they're a great band. March 13th. I can't wait. But... I just kept saying, fuck you, Sandoval, over and over watching this. You know, I thought that the conversation with him and Katie at the top was going to go well when he yeah. when he started saying, listen, the reason why maybe sometimes I get so worked up or I get so intense and I push is because I feel like sometimes I'm taking care of Schwartz. Ugh. And I, I'm so glad that he said that. And I was hoping it was going to move on to a good conversation about how they could all work together. Like as a, as a, as a threesome. Yeah. It derailed so quickly. I was really impressed with Katie holding her own and standing up to Tom because he is the one with the ego problem. He is the one who doesn't listen. And I get where Tom's coming from that he feels like he has to compensate for Schwartz's like, you know, insecurities, but you can't take that out on Katie. And Katie understands what marriage is about and understands that when you get married, you become one person that you have to support your spouse. So she's going to defend Schwartz till the day she dies. Even though Schwartz won't defend her. Which I'll get is into insane. That. We'll get into I, I'll that. get into that. But going off of what Sandoval, I mean, he bugged me when he was like, I created the Tom Tom brand. Like, how much I, money have I brought into your household? Yeah, that was, he's like, I, I got you 20,000 into your household. I'm getting another 15,000, all those promos. And she was like, no, Tom does those events as well. You're not bringing in money just because you're the one who might get the, get the email or whatever. It doesn't mean that. Schwartz isn't showing up as well and he's not your puppet he's not someone for you to dress up in outfits put in a sidecar and tag along and at first I thought it was cute that they would like dress alike and do the whole thing and now I see it more where they would show Sandoval's face when he was like putting on the stuff and like and I was like maybe Sandoval really does think almost Schwartz is like a little brother or like someone that he can like control well 100% and you know (laughs) I love that it got brought up later that Tom Tom was Lisa's, Lisa's idea. idea. Yeah. And then, yes, of course, the shorts and Sandoval, you know, ran with it a bit, but they would be nothing without Ken and Lisa. And Ken and Lisa, you know, 
wiped their asses and changed their diapers for them throughout the entire process of Tom Tom. Yeah. And if not for Greg, this new guy that they're trying to work with who Well Lisa said that straight up. She was like, it, I would I don't think they're ready to open a restaurant. The only reason I think that they can do it is because this man has so much experience. Well and Greg can see right through them. He's like, I don't know what the fuck that means when you say seventies but futuristic. Like what are you talking about? I need brass tacks. I need lists and I need you know, as I again, I think that's exactly what Katie would bring to the table, but yeah. that's now moot. Well, here's the th- here's also the thing I'm thinking in the way that they're designing it. Schwartz and Sandy's, yeah, that's great, but I think Once Upon a Tom for their theme is so much more because it is this like they're trying to go for like a psychedelic future. I get I I get the theme because I understand that vision. I totally understand who they are. But like someone who's older is not going to get that. You need to have a storyboard. You need to have some kind of pitch document, something with a visual and a language or a movie or something that you can tie it to. Because just saying like 70s psychedelic future, like, no, Santa Claus has too many ideas. I, I feel him in this where it's like I have too many things in my brain that I need to get out and I can't get them all out coherently all the time. So I just start blabbering. Well, like and I'm doing right I feel now. like I'm the only one doing all of the work. Schwartz yes. is Schwartz. I love him and I want him to be a part of it. But that's the thing is the two of them are not even on the same page. When they were sitting at the Mad Cat party on the bed that was slanted, which I thought was hilarious, (laughs) that they just naturally have a a higher, lower, you know, situation. situation, Physically. That they're not on the same page. Schwartz honestly thinks this is a casual farting around two friends. Just like if they make money, great. If they don't, they don't. Where Sandoval's like, no, we're building a business. We're building a brand where I'm going to make money. I want to... They're on two different fucking pages. Well, the thing that got me, and I think this is really what Schwartz wants when he goes, I just want to move to Florida and open up a tiki bar. That's what he wants to do. He wants to open up a bar and restaurant that he can just work and live and get by and have fun and not have to worry about anything. Sandoval is trying to be the next Lisa Vanderpump. Right. Which is fine. And I actually think Katie is actually more on that page. I think Katie is is very much into that idea of building something. And honestly, I think Katie and Sandoval are the same person. And I think that's why they clash so much. That's why they're clashing. And I think if they just really sat down, I think if Lisa sat down with both of them and kind of hashed it out and was like, literally you, it's not Schwartz and Sandy. It's Katie and Sandy. Like it is still Schwartz and Sandoval, but Katie needs to be the lead and Schwartz can still be the face. But if, if Sandoval really understands Katie and Katie honestly gets the chip off of her shoulder as well, because as much as I love her, she is like, I've done this forever. You're so stupid. And it's like, Katie, give him a little bit of leeway. But if they just kind of come to that understanding, I think they could have the most successful business ever. I agree. And I, it really bothered me when Sandoval is was sitting there going like it's all her it's all her mm-hmm. it's all her fault yada 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 and then it bothered me at the end of the episode when they were talking in Schwartz and Sandoval they sort of agreed by the end of the conversation to take a break unless they're working on something professionally they're not going to be social 90%, 90% business 10% pleasure yeah I got irritated because it felt like Sandoval was calling that shot because like we need to take a break because Katie's too much. It's like, no, we need to take a break because your ego is out of control and you're negatively affecting your best friend's marriage with his wife because you won't accept the fact that she's oh, a part and of the then, group. But also Sandoval blaming everyone being mad at him because he's a, a cyst. cyst cyst white male. I was dead. No, a cyst is something like on your it's a lesion. Yes. A cis as in cisgender white straight male, like 
it's when I'm glad Ariana said something like you're really gonna do that right now like that's, that's gross like yeah she was like you sound very hashtag men's rights right now and it's disgusting <laughs> and I was like yes Ariana you are so right because he sounds so gross saying that because at the end of the day that's not why people are mad people are mad because you're an asshole yeah a hundred percent and I, I again I love Ariana for kind of bringing Sandoval back down to earth again reminder of how great they are together but she's like no like and you're an asshole Schwartz an asshole and Katie like doesn't deserve all the blame but also I do love Sandoval because what he did for Ariana for her birthday was so fun and cute and cool and was her vibe totally y'all if you're in LA figure out a way to get to Madcap that place looks fucking cool it was on my Instagram stories like not stories like ads like nonstop. And I always wanted to get a ticket, but I was like, do I really want to go drive and go do that whole thing? And now I wish I did because it looked it looks like a fun like walkthrough experience. And Tramp Stamp Granny's A is a fucking fabulous name. It is. And what a cool bar. It's and you know, I've I've never been to Tramp Stamp Granny's, but I've heard so many people have gone and they said it's so much fun. That Armin, name is so good. Armin and Camille, you know, who help with the podcast. Yes. They've been a few times, but I've never been able oh, to go. With them. OK, we need to get yeah. the scoop from them. We got to figure it out. But yeah. Um, Ariana wasted off of her mind is just so great. I love when she was talking to Katie and she goes, I will stick him with formaldehyde and put him <laughs> at the table next to us. Like her jaw was completely unhinged. Gone, gone. And then she gets up, she scurries around, she slips, eats it, and then looks up. I love that she just smiled and was like. She was like, this is where I'm at. Yeah. This is who Oopa, I am. Mazel tov. I just wanted to say someone to scream high and like break a fucking the glass. Um, it was amazing it was wonderful the spicy dumpling sounded really good i just want to go to a party with them and just hang out and have a good time because it would be so much fun yes agreed so oh i just looking at next week's episode i the schwartz and sandoval rift i didn't think it was going to really fully become a thing but i think it is and i don't know how that's going to flesh out at the end of the day i mean again i'm still team katie Team Lala, Team Katie. (laughs) You are always Team Lala and Katie. But I I think it's going to all work out in the end. I truly do. I feel like we go through the same song and dance every season where it's like, we're at each other's heads. We can't come to an agreement. Katie's the worst. You're not stepping up to the plate. And then it all clicks and it's fine. I really need someone to sit Katie down and tell her that she is worth more and deserves more than Schwartz. Totally. I'm, I really want someone to tell her that, like, she doesn't deserve to be in a marriage where she's being treated like garbage. And and that's the thing is, like, I think for so long everyone was letting her know or trying to tell her, like, you're not worth Schwartz. Like, Schwartz is better than you. You're the crazy one. Like, you're not Tequila the prettiest Katie. of the girls. Like, you're, you know, whatever. But she's kind of – and I think that's definitely gone to her. And maybe that's why she's staying with Schwartz. But I also do think she really loves Schwartz. But – Let's be real. Out of all of those girls from that original group, Katie's number one. Like, let's be real. Ariana was an original, wasn't an original lady. No. And Sheena came later. Well, well, no, Sheena was an original lady, but she was like not part of the clique. She was not part of the mean girls. No, she was just the she was the um, crossover connection between Beverly Hills and VPR. But even Sheena has fallen to still has never gotten to a primary role. She's always kind of been secondary. Yeah. Whereas I think. I mean, Lala's really shot up the ranks, but I really do think it's Katie has really stood the test of time and she's only gotten better. And, but what really makes me sad is that there have been so many red flags that have come up in the relationship year after year after year. You know, I thought the marriage license thing was finally going to be the thing that got her to wake up and go, this mofo won't even get a piece of paper done. Well, they're preying up with what? 12 bucks. 
I mean, you know what I mean? It's just, it, it uh, I really just want her to see the light. Or I want Schwartz or to have s- a complete and total personality makeover, whichever well, is I, easier. I don't think Schwartz will ever change. Exactly. I think Schwartz is going to be who Schwartz is. And he was actually supposed to be on Watch What Happens Live, I believe, after this episode. And only Katie showed up because he had a family emergency in Florida. Oh. But I hope it's nothing to do with the triplets because I love the triplets. I hope they're okay. Yeah, that would but be bad. Who knows? Um, rooting for Katie always, and honestly, rooting for Sandoval. I hope he, I hope he gets better. Again, because I, I love haven't, him. I have not completely abandoned him yet. He still has a spot in my heart. He's just, it's just making it harder. Yeah. Damn you, Tom. I love you, Sandy. Let's move on to OC. Yeah. So OC, this week we got our taglines, and do you want to go through them and read them? Yeah. Let's do it. Okay. I was really very happy with all of them. I have to say. Uh, I think Heather's is my favorite just because of it's course Heather. it is. But okay, so okay, I'll start with Shannon. Well, because she's your girl, so go I for love it. my girl Shannon Storms Bedore. This Storms has found her sunshine, and the future is looking bright. Honestly, actually, she's she, hers might be my favorite. That one is so good. Um, mm-hmm. Gina's is great. I've got a small house, but I'm living large. <laughs> Then we've got Emily, which I think is funny, and I also think it's a drag a little bit at her husband, <laughs> even though he did pass. These days, I don't just raise the bar. I close it down, too. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Noella, who I really came to like this mm-hmm. episode. And Same. We'll talk about She's that. She's good. In the OC, it's easier to fit in, but it's much more fun to stand out. So her. And also, again, a solid, basic tagline for your first season. Proud of her. Dr. Jen, who Ooh, is, I love, she's, she's picking up too. She's, she's fun. I'm not afraid of a little jab and the ones I give are the best, <laughs> which is so good because it's so, it's like the double entendre of it all. And then of great. course the queen bee herself. If you'd like to reach my standards, I'd suggest you get a ladder. It's <laughs> Heather, Heather. Can we also talk about how she has not aged. That 10 year photo. <laughs> that 10 year photo. That was, that was scary. That was like, are you drinking adrenochrome and killing no, babies? Her husband Heather, is like you, the top plastic yeah. surgeon in Beverly Hills. Are That's you guys uh, a QAnon conspiracy? No. Oh my God. Oh she my God. looks absolutely gorgeous. Like, just stunning. And she's gotten just the right amount of Botox. See, but here's here's my thing. If you do look at her when she's younger, her like the fillers just make your face so big. Yes. Well, her cheeks of, are a little large. Speaking of, I'm so happy Shannon is dissolving. Oh, is that what she was doing? You didn't. So she said she couldn't even recognize her face anymore. No, she's exactly. Going in, she's so she. They were inserting dissolving filler. Oh my filler. god! Okay, I was not paying attention because I literally thought that she was saying, "I fucked up my face. I don't recognize myself," and then was proceeding to get more filler to fix it. And I no. was like, "You are a fucking idiot." And if you look at her now, her face looks so much better. Okay, good. She got it all dissolved out. Like, and I think she obviously you saw that like she literally looked like a crazy but also chipmunk. filler. I thought like I thought years ago like. In the 2010s, we, everyone decided that fillers were not good for you and that if you're going to do anything, just get a little bit of Botox. I, I, I swear to God, everyone in the universe all just decided that, that was the thing because we all started to realize, oh, everyone's fucking their faces up. Yeah, no, no. I'm sure there's new filler and well, stuff in the, like in that the OC, too. I'm sure they think that, oh, the best people are here, so... It can't look bad. I mean, Dr. Jen was doing the the in the filler in the jaw. She was doing the Botox on people's faces. But the craziest thing that plagued the episode, but that started at the very top when Noella and Shannon were hanging out and getting, you know, fillers or getting D- dissolved. dissolved. 
I did not expect Noella's story to be so crazy. Okay, let's just go through the whole story now because it built up, and then at the end of the episode, she revealed something to Shannon that I kind of laughed at a little bit, Which, but I'll tell and you I, why. And when you reveal that, I think I have a theory of what's going on with that. Okay, so... Noella has her and her husband have just had a kid, which he's autistic, which she is like, it, it's a struggle, but it's beautiful. And I'm learning, you know, to live with it. And it's by the way, new. this was a very difficult thing to get pregnant. Yes. Um, she had, she had m- many miscarriages. She had, she and her surrogates mis- had miscarriages yes. and thank God they were able to he's have a beautiful blessing, baby boy. Yeah. But, um, but she was, she was explaining to Shannon that it is, she is learning how to be a mother because her son is autistic and she's never had to deal with that before. So it's a learning experience, but it's great because she has the nannies and her husband in this support system. But her husband had a tax lien against him for about $4 million dollars comes out. He has two against him totaling almost $6 million. And to get rid of all this, they could just sell their home in Puerto Rico and they'd be good to go. But he doesn't want to sell the house. And then at the end of the episode, Noella tells Shannon He's filed for, I've got papers served completely in Spanish from Puerto Rico asking for a divorce. I couldn't read them, but thankfully our nanny was able to <laughs> translate for us, which I kind of giggled at because I was like, that is so funny that like you get served papers and they're in Spanish and you're like, turn to your nanny and you're like, can you um translate this for me? And she's like, you're getting a divorce. <laughs> like, it's such a crazy story and it's so unbelievable it's just so unbelievably sad. And when I, when we, at the end of the episode, when we got the, he fled to Puerto Rico, he sent divorce papers. Um, the fight that we've been having was about selling that property. And now we're not anymore. He's closed my credit cards. I have no finances. I have no savings. I have nothing. He has controls everything. I immediately thought, Oh, he has another family. He has oh, another, my goodness. He has another woman in Puerto Rico. I think, I think it's a combination of a couple things. I think he has another woman in his life. I think that he thought he was going to get away with, you know, the tech stuff. I think that he doesn't want to deal with um, the challenges that he's going to have to face with his son. Yeah. And I think he's a fucking coward. I think he just bailed. I think you're right. And I think, yeah. And I think. And Noella, I mean, she is handling (sighs) it pretty well, but like, I don't know. I mean, she looks, I mean, beaten down. I mean, she cried in her dungeon all night. Oh, Oh, you have a, you have a dungeon? Like, ca- she just casually slips that in in a very. I was crying so much, I just fell asleep in the dungeon. Oh, a sex dungeon. Okay, and she's but like, the, the, the cryo the cryo lady's face <laughs> when they, she was talking about it was just like completely what? horrified. Even Gina was like, "Oh wow!" Like it was wild. I love Gina. But she's five point million dollars is just a lot to owe the government. Like the IRS got Capone. You know? Yeah. Like you're not. No one is going to escape the IRS. Exactly. Absolutely no one. I, this, um, episode, little tiny things with Heather happen that go, yeah, this is why I'm Heather Dubrow. When she wrote that beautiful, meticulous text message to Shannon, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is me. This is exactly what I would do. I would curate a text just like this that would just be impeccably worded and send it off and just, you know, be done with it. Like I died. (laughs) I, I, I was I was literally in, in Terry's boat being like, okay, oh, okay. And yeah, you're going a little far, basically. Like, just tighten it back a little bit. Because they're being like, I don't even, I don't want to get a text message, nor do I have time in my schedule to even listen to your, like, ideas. Like, it's was so funny. It's just so great. And even though I do think that Shannon started this and it didn't need to get this, like, sticky and gross. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about Nicole that just rubs me the wrong way. It's her nose. Uh, 
It's the, the nose and filler. She looks like Cindy Lou Who. Her her face is quite small. I will have to say that. Like it just looked like her fa- her facial features are very much centralized like around pointed. her nose, and then me... she's got a lot of face around the features. It's like that Snapchat filter that shrinks the everything down. But her, there's something about her energy that just irks me, and the fact that she was so quick to forgive Shannon, and I don't know. It just. I feel like the, it just feels very much like this woman is looking for her 15 minutes. Which is what I want to bring up, which is what I was feeling too. And which is why I think she was so easy to forgive and how she got on the show this season and why she's friends with Heather DeBro. I think Nicole planned this out a hundred percent to get her space on the show. Mm-hmm. I think she, she might have known that Shannon knew the information or fed the information to Shannon Shannon knew that if she told Gina and Emily, it would come out anyways, even though she was just trying to let them know. And it was, she wasn't sure if it was this person or not, but if it was, she has, she had the suing against the DeBros. It all would have been fine if Shannon had just been like, Hey, Heather, I just want to clear some stuff up because I'm just hearing some stuff and I just want, I'm your friend and I'm, we're getting back into each other's lives. and I just want to just be completely just transparent. Totally. Completely would have just avoided this mess. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. It's just so everywhere. And then, yeah, Shannon blames Gina and Emily at the lunch. And then By she's the way, like, Nicole, Emily did not attack you. Emily was telling you what she had heard from Shannon. Yeah. And you attacked Emily because you didn't like that you were being mm-hmm. cornered at the party. So let's not get it twisted. And, yeah, it's just everything with Shannon. And, and, and then Shannon having the lunch with Gina and being like, it's your fault just as much as it's my fault. And why did you have to say that to Heather? Like, why'd you have to let it go? And she was like, Oh, well, because when I was getting divorced from my husband, like I went to a party and everyone knew except for me. And then one person told me and that helped. Oh no, you have a producer in there going, no, you should deal with it now. You should deal with it right the second. You should not wait till the end of the party. You should do it right now. (sighs) That poor sushi. I'm still thinking about that $20,000 worth of sushi. What? $36,000 worth of sushi that I could have eaten. I could have had it. Oh, (laughs) Um, how do you feel about, I think it's really great that Emily is like allowing her children to be baptized, even though she's not part of the church. Um, I know it's yeah. like, I know it's like a, a sticky situation. Sometimes people are like, oh, well they're Mormon. But like at the end of the day, like that's their father, that's their religion. That's the world that they're Here's in. And if the they thing. want, if they want to join the church, they're more than welcome to. And I think that's very brave and honorable of Gina or not Gina, Emily to let them do that. A hundred percent. I think Emily is doing the exact right thing. It's mm-hmm. like your, you let your children find themselves mm-hmm. and you you do your best to guide them to nurture them to protect them when things go wrong but at the end of the day like you have to let your kids do things for themselves and discover things for themselves and i think shane and emily have a good handle on it because shane also doesn't seem because again spirituality i think is a wonderful thing totally it's when or it's organized religion is where things get sticky but there are plenty of people from all from religions from all you know across the globe that really do use it for good and use it, you know, for, you know, um, you know, goodness in the world. So, uh, and I think Shane and Emily have good heads on their shoulders. Shane isn't, doesn't seem like he is the kind of Mormon who is, you know, uh, not okay with, uh, people of color, not okay with homosexuals, not okay with, uh, you know, <laughs> having coffee. Uh, so, um, that was a joke, but you know what I'm saying? I think that they're a little, he's a little more, you know, down to earth than that. And, um, I know Shane just seems, I think it's probably because he passed the bar, but he just seems much more at peace. He's so chill. He's, and I think he went through a, like a life threatening disease. (laughs) So he was on his deathbed. And I think that kind of woke him up a little bit, but no, it's good to see him, you know, in a better space, see him and Emily in a better space. I like their relationship. I am also liking the new Dr. Jen. We got a a nice little in her life. Her with her kids is really great. I love how, 
I love the way she talks to her kids. Mm-hmm. I know that's like a weird thing, but like it's just so it's like I'm your mom, but at the same time, like we're cool kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like she's like on their level, but still with that same it's it's very cool to see. I I'm with Heather in the preview for next episode. Her husband is never wearing a shirt, but he looks fine, so it's it's okay. In he's, my book. He's kinda cute and kinda goofy, so like I don't really mind. It's like okay. But like if he shows up to an event with like a blazer over a bare chest, I might be like, mm. well, he's not Matthew McConaughey. He's giving me statement necklace Bronwyn's husband vibes. Yes, but it's but just, not he as intense. <laughs> he doesn't. He just doesn't wear a shirt. He's also not gay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I do have to say, do you know why they didn't show Jen's daughter and her grandma's secret handshake in full? Why? It was the parent trap handshake. Oh, so it was the parent trap handshake. You can watch it in the parts. They do like the thing. They do the bow at the end. It's oh, all. Oh, I 100% thought that at the beginning when they walk away from each other. Yeah. I was like, wait a second. But I then d- I thought there's no way that they're doing that. That's why they didn't show the whole thing because. Oh, do you think that? Yeah, that's probably a That's why they cut thing. it out. I was like, a it's a copyrighted little And it's NBC jig. Universal. That's ABC Disney. You really can't cross lines <laughs> over here. We got Fox, <laughs> ABC God. Disney, and then you've got, you know, I'm part of, I'm NBC Uni family. You know that. But I'm excited for the season to keep going it just i'm really glad that they were able to revive this same, franchise same oc is the best it's been in years i agree i think heather has steered the ship home i really do well thank you and thank heather oh <laughs> no problem we are we're, we're glad to do it god's work uh well since it's the end of the year yeah well, first yeah. of all i actually wanted to say it's been almost a year since you brought me on to oh, be yeah. a part of wow. hot and bravo wow just you and me. And I just want to say that I love you. And I've had such a great year and you've been such a great uh, host and I've loved coming every week and talking about Bravo. So thanks for bringing me on the team. Well, thank you for joining. I mean, it's been such a pleasure to have you on Han Bravo as well. And we've got great things planned for the new year. And, and now I'm putting you on the spot. And I want to know out of everything that's happened in 2021 in terms of our housewives. And you can also include like, you know, uh, winter house, summer house, all that stuff. What, what's been like, your highlight of 2021. Like where did Bravo really get it right? Hmm. Okay. This is like a very, this is a very interesting question. Well, I want to say outside of Bravo, like Bravo in the real world, I really have loved all the Loverboy products. I'm wearing my Loverboy sweatshirt oh, right okay. now. I really like their drinks. I think Bravo really hit it right by prom- like promoting and getting them going. I've got my specialty espresso martinis coming in the mail very soon. That oh we're going to have to try. <laughs> of course you do. But I think they really won this year, and this might be me being crazy, but bringing Nikki onto the Potomac reunion as a <gasps> yes guest host, a hundred thousand percent, because I think it's gonna it's gonna open up a new multiverse, <laughs> mo- not, yeah, multiverse, <laughs> but like a whole new way to watch and enjoy Bravo and understand it. I think that shows that we've moved past us being like a guilty pleasure in people's eyes to being a really full fledged like we're a fandom where a group, even Nicki Minaj. These are real Rihanna. people with real issues trying to work yeah. stuff out. Yeah. So it's good to see like Nicki and I'm hoping to see maybe every so often on specialty seasons, we get another celebrity co-host. I mean, I'd love to see Rihanna on Salt Lake city. I'd love to see Casey Rose Wilson and Danielle Schneider do Beverly Hills. I would love Mitt to Romney see do uh, Salt Lake City. <laughs> sorry, sorry. Wild. No, 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 Wild. No, 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 no. Oh, that was funny. But no, I think I think it's I think it opened up a really cool door mm-hmm. and it's good to just see us being recognized as a Bravo community. So I'm very happy. What about you? What was your twenty twenty one moment? Oh jeez. Okay. Where do you think Bravo got it right? Where they got it right. Oh it really was very hit or miss, I have to say. Uh but you know what? 
I really thought this season of Beverly Hills was so good. I think Kathy Hilton is the best thing that's happened to the housewives. I swear to God. And I think it really reminded me why it's one of the best franchises. I really, really loved it so much. And all, and then the only other thing I want to say is Bravo. If you love me at all, you will find a way to fix New York. They will. They will. I'm sure. I'm sure they're going to fix it. it. That's all I got to say on 2021. Honestly, take out Ramona, take out Luann, bring back Dorinda. We're good to go. Yep. And Jill. (laughs) Oh, you know me. I love myself some Jill. (laughs) Please. Jill and Dorinda, please. Jill and Dorinda. Do you think they'll film in the Upper West Side? They have before. Luann, remember? Luann lived on the Upper West uh, at one point. Oh. Yeah. They film on the Upper West all the time. Maybe we'll run into You'll have to go back. Now that you live here, you'll have to go back and rewatch some seasons and see if you recognize some places. That's true. Yeah, because now I'm in New York. I'm on the scene of the Big Apple with the ladies. Okay. So on that note, we're going to wrap it up. So, y'all, we love you so much. We will see you in January in 2022. Uh, Until then, be sure to subscribe wherever you listen to us, whether that's SoundCloud, Stitcher, Google Play Music, iTunes, or Spotify. And be sure to follow us on Hot and Bravo on Instagram. That's H-O-T-N-B-R-A-V-O-D. And who knows, maybe you'll see um, some uh, friends pop up uh, back on social media in the new year. We've got some plans, we y'all. Got some, some plans. big plans. If you're hungry for more, oh. wink, wink. Okay, we need to stop before you get too, too out wild. of control. Happy New Year, everyone. <laughs> Happy we'll New see Year. you in 2022. Happy Hanukkah. Merry Christmas. Happy Kwanzaa. Bye.